that share with the Broken for Better podcast. And we are a marriage ministry that believes that you can pick up something today to make your relationship better. Enjoy. Welcome back. We're Kurt and Danette Share, just two best friends having a conversation. And we are on part four already. It's crazy. Of fight night. That's Flowing right. Through. Fight night. Everyone fights in marriage. Fighting can be beneficial. We talked about the do's and the don'ts, all the different things. And today yeah. we're going to be talking again about, yeah. Week four. And Week I, four. But I want to I want to tackle something. Okay. Because I know you have your little notes. I do. But I want to go. I You're going to go rogue? I want to talk about something I said last week. Oh, okay. Um, I talked about, you know, not giving space uh, for the enemy while you sleep. Oh, yeah. And you even talked about it. Like somebody's going to be speaking death over you and yeah. going to bed angry like that leaves this gap. And so I kind of want to like, how do you, uh, and just this topic, this thought that came to my eyes, how do you medicate the madness? Okay. Mm. So here you're fighting and how do you, you're angry and let, let's, you know, put this thing into scenarios here. And we talked about, you know, journaling, you talked about getting a mediator, but I want real life things because here's the truth. Some people don't know how to medicate the madness. So they turn to wrong medications. Lots of ways. Some people are going through it and their partner doesn't want to do that. Hmm. They're fighting by themselves. Right. Some people, they're both major fighters. And so this conflict is, is just like clashing and it begins to seed in you these things that aren't good. So Hmm. help me a little bit like, that I said that, hey, how, how do you medicate the madness? What What's your thought on it? We have an anger problem. We're fighting. Our communication is terrible. I don't want the sun to go down on my wrath, but it's not working. So, we, man, just boom, give me something I can tangibly hold on to right now. Go. You know, it's so wild. When you first said medicate the madness, I immediately thought of something negative. Like, I thought, ooh, I don't know if I like that. Like, I don't know if I like that term. Like, should we medicate the madness? But then if you think about medicine or think about drugs, right, drugs, there's good drugs mm. and there's harmful drugs. There's drugs that help you. There's medication that helps you beat illnesses, that helps you beat certain diseases. So there's healthy medications and then there's unhealthy medications. And then there's even healthy medications that still have side effects to them. Yeah. And so I think it's trying to find and asking you and your spouse, like what is something that, what are our boundaries? What are our guidelines? What are the things that are off limits? What are the things that are on limits? What are, what are healthy medications in our marriage that we can actually say, this is healthy. This is unhealthy. This is on topic. This is, this is not allowed. And I think that's a very important conversation to have. I know we have boundaries, like certain things that are allowed and not allowed in, in our home that even, you know, whether or not we were arguing with each other or arguing with our children, like there's a level of respect that has to be given and talked about. Like I remember if our boys like reared up, you know, with disrespect, that was when you would snap. Like you don't talk to mom like that. That's, this is a line. This is a boundary. But so often we have that boundary with our children, but maybe not with each other. I love I and I really, and I mean this. I love healthy conflict. Mm-hmm. Well, it's beneficial. I yeah. don't like conflict. Yeah, but healthy conflict I do like, and that's mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Like I want my, I wanted my young men to be men. Speak up. Tell me your heart. Tell me where you're at. Whether I like it or not, let's talk it out. Yeah. But when it came disrespectful, uh, that I then I became unhealthy. 
And, <laughs> you know, so I feel like, and there was a wise person. I don't know if it was a theologian, but a wise person once said, was a it spoonful me? of sugar. Oh, that is an amazing theologian. Oh. Mary Poppins. <laughs> I adore that is her, her theologian. That's my theologian. <laughs> you know, but so <laughs> medicines are, are, they may not taste great and they may not be comfortable. And maybe for you, you know, these medicines, yeah, we've tried that. They haven't worked. And I'll just tell you, man, let's put a new spin on it. Let's talk about something a little different. Maybe you see it different. Maybe your spouse sees it different. Maybe your kids see it different to where this medicine actually does work. Mm-hmm. It's just got to be presented in a way. And there's been times when I've come to you and said, hey, and you're like, I don't like this or I don't like this conversation or I don't like how you, you know, maybe spoke to me in this way. And so there's been healthy seasons mm-hmm. in our marriage where I've been saying, oh, well, how do how do you want me to do that differently? How could I have it? How could I have handled that differently that you would have heard it from me? in a healthy way. And so I think that's important, you know, because we do, no, we have in my what? head. I'm like topless. You, I, I would hear it way different. Would you, would you hear it? <laughs> would you hear it at all? I promise you the conflict would be gone. Anyhow, I don't know that that's your best medication, but I will say, I don't know. That that, is a medication. I don't know if <laughs> it's that's a good, good one. Medication. I, I think that's good. <laughs> I bet you do. Um, Anyhow, I think that there's there's ways for me to you know to say how would this how would I come to you in this scenario and it you know it best be addressed because there has to be boundaries there has to be boundaries and we you know teach all the time and coaching even in wars right I mean we're watching right now our world is in utter chaos yeah. I mean it really is there's so many fears there's so many concerns and there's people that are posting certain things about you know, certain countries because they're saying, Hey, they're breaking a rule of of war. And so there's even rules of war. There's even rules of engagement. And so if there's rules in war, there should be rules in our, in our marriage and in our fighting. And, you know, I love that. I love that analogy. Actually, we use that a lot. And yeah, hearing you say it is, I like that. So, so coming up, what are some rules so just to give some clarity? Cause yeah. you might be saying, man, we have no rules. And so it's, you know, it's no holds bar in our house. Anything goes, what are some rules yeah. for us that you would say? Well, I'll tell rules? you one that we have shared with people. Um, that's very real, not necessarily with us per se in this season, mm-hmm. but, um, when trauma happens or when fight happens, it happens at certain times. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, many times, um, you know, if you find out about this trauma or you find out about infidelity or you find out about the pain in the evening time, then evening time becomes a trigger. You remember that moment. You remember when the pain, you remember when the cost. And so sometimes realizing, hey, dealing with anger and pain in this moment can be triggering. So if we're going to talk about the hurt and the pain, let's do it in a morning routine because the night routine just drudges up so much pain and hurt already that I can't even think straight. So when dealing with that area of conflict, go to a different time of day. Yeah. Use a different scenario. Don't talk about it in the same venue that the pain occurred. Right. Take it outside. Talk on a walk. Talk on the porch. Talk like change the surroundings so that it doesn't put you in the mindset of, this is the exact scenario when I found out about the pain. Yeah. Know the times of day that are best suited when you're your healthiest hmm. to deal with conflict. Yeah. I think another one of our rules was, 
um, conversations that had an opportunity to be unhealthy, conversations that had an opportunity to affect the others in our household, um, they were done outside the household. Like we didn't want something that we were walking through and our trauma to cause trauma with our, our boys. And so there were times that I knew I was going to be very sad and I was going to be very potentially loud. And so we needed to have those conversations in a safe place, like you said already, but saying, okay, that needs to be, you know, we used to go to the park and we would have conversations in the park. We would have conversations sometimes in public. And so now that you we say, knew- let's go to the park and I start twitching. I'm like, <laughs> like oh, no, 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 no park, no park. Let's not do the park. I don't like the park. <laughs> He's like, I never want to walk to the park again. <laughs> but having those conversations in a place that we know, okay, let's, let's put ourselves in an environment to where we force ourselves to hear each other clearly instead of because like we've 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 encouraged couples that could be a coffee shop for you that could be somewhere that you know this is going to be a safe environment to have a healthy conversation to where you're actually going to listen to your partner and not allow it to get somewhere that it doesn't need to be yeah and don't don't hear incorrectly we are not saying hide pain and trauma from your children because our children when the time was right we sat them down and walked through all of our drama. Yeah. We let them know where we're at. We let them know why you were emotional, why there was tears, mm-hmm. pain that I had caught. We walked that out in a very healthy for them. But in order to walk that out healthy with them, we first had to go on the journey. Absolutely. So that we could then bring them along our painful journey. Because they weren't responsible for healing yeah. our pain. And they not mature enough to handle it. But we also don't yeah. want them walking around like, why, why is mom so sad? And are my parents Absolutely. about to get a divorce? Or what is this happening? I mean, that's, that's another boundary for us, right? you know, flip it into another boundary. The, the D word, the that word, word the yeah. D, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you did that. The, I don't know why. the big D the, going through the keep, big D and don't mean Dallas, that song. Yeah. So that, okay. that's exactly what I was yeah. thinking. <laughs> and Malayan's like, what the, in the world? <laughs> that's a country song. <laughs> so, we, you know, the divorce word. We we lost that in our vocabulary. Yes. Now, that being said, I know you're passionate about this. Mm-hmm. Please hear me. There are some scenarios yeah. that we are not about enablement. Correct. You have to be safe. And if you are walking through adultery that's unrepentant, like you have a, a, a spouse that is just not repentant and they are untrustworthy or you're dealing with abandonment issues they've abandoned you and your family and you have done everything to restore but the big one is abuse a spouse that sometimes can even twist these conversations that we're having here with you know we need to fight for this and fight for that but they aren't a safe place to fall back on because they don't keep boundaries that's that's not okay you have to protect yourself you have to protect your family and drawing lines in the sand and saying these these are the boundaries for for me and my children that's important and you have every right and god wants his children to be protected and loved and supported and i don't believe that there's any part of the heart of a father that yeah. would want their daughter or their son to be mistreated in the yeah. name of of conflict resolution physical emotional mental i mean these yeah. are all narcissist like these are all real things that yeah. that these these are situations that that when we say 
divorce is not in conflict. You and I, when we have discussions now, divorce isn't even, that's not even our thought process. Like, right. oh, we're going to work through this pain. It's not going to be hard, but never is it. You know what? I'm done with this. I'm out. And it's it goes back to that, like a covenant isn't just a contract. Like mm-hmm. we took a covenant with each other yeah. and God loved us on our worst day. And so when I took that covenant with you, it was, I'm going to love you on your worst day. I expect these things because I, re- I require certain things in order to be in good relationship with you. Even God has certain things that, yeah. that he wants us to do in order to be in good relationship with him. But it doesn't mean that he turns his back on us, right? And so it's it's a covenant. It's it's a continual dying to self. And so I think that's that's so important for us to remember. Like, God loved us on our worst day. And so that D word... And I do want to honor you like I've put you through some really hard days Mm. and I know I've said it privately, but publicly, thank you. I know it hasn't been easy and, uh, we have, you have fought hell Mm. and I don't take any of it for granted. So know that I love you. I love you too very much. Okay. <laughs> um, Side note. <laughs> um, <laughs> Two best friends having a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Two best friends. So I think that, you know, a good, a good takeaway would be just that remembrance of peace for the sake of peace isn't peace, it's avoidance. You know, I think Ooh. having those conversations, you know, there's this. There's Wait, hold on a second. Just, yeah. Just. <laughs> I mean, you just, that's one of them, like, I'm sitting here telling you how much I love you and getting all weepy, and you just like, peace for the sake of peace is not peace, it's avoidance. You just <laughs> drop that on me like that. Like, can you break that down? Because I think so many compartmentalize anger and conflict, and that statement is huge. I think, yeah, for me being a recovering people pleaser, for a lot of years, especially the beginning of our marriage when we weren't, we were very unhealthy, it was easier for me at times to just stuff things and not address them. And what I realized after years of doing that, I realized, man, we're not growing closer. We're growing further apart. And why? Because I'm just stuffing things in order to keep the peace, but we weren't having healthy conflict. So we weren't addressing anything. And so keeping that that same distance from each other, whether it's just for peace or whatever, it, that doesn't breathe closeness. And, you know, it makes me think of that, uh, like that yard of the month, you know, when you drive by in certain <laughs> neighborhoods, which by the way, <laughs> our sons are long guy. Shout Why out to Bella ever, Rosa. Well, we never got yard of the month. I know, but Hey, we don't really do that in our neighborhood. It's not his fault. He's a great long a landscaper. <laughs> long yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm knocking him. You're like, shout out to Bella Rosa. I'm like, I'm like don't make we fun haven't of my been boy. <laughs> he does amazing lawn work. If you're looking for a lawn company, Bella Rosa, check him out. Sponsored by Bella Rosa. <laughs> but there's, you know, in some neighborhoods, not ours, but in some neighborhoods, they have that lawn of the month, right? And it's like the one that is the most, you know, decked out and the best kept. But even if you get close to the yard and you look, you're going to see imperfections you're going to see weeds. Mm. It doesn't matter how nice it looks from afar. There's weeds. But the difference between that yard and maybe the next door neighbor's yard is that they're not just letting them go rampant. Like they're addressing their weeds. Like if they see something, they pluck it, they address it, they 
they handle it. And we can just turn a blind eye and say, oh, it doesn't matter. But it's that, it's that, you know, being able to address it. And so we can all get in that comparison game with like, man, I wish, I wish my yard looked like that yard. I wish my marriage looked like that marriage. But that marriage only looks like that because they're addressing conflict. They're plucking those weeds. They're saying we need to work on this to better our marriage. Man, that's like that social media syndrome. Oh, yeah. Like you see it and you just see all the highs and all that. We were just talking to somebody yesterday who was talking about all the highs and they got off social media because all you see is high, 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 high. And they yeah. were, I mean, it was beating them down. And I think, man, if I'm honest, like the, the reality of my life is I embrace for a long time. I have embraced the thought that peace for the sake of peace is peace. Hmm. And to hear you say it in the way you said it is bonkers to me. And and you do not. Like, <laughs> you embrace <laughs> this. Oh, no. No, we're going to talk about it. So I've had to learn to like, oh, we're not at peace still. When for me, for guys, I man, we just, well, not even only guys, but for some people, they just, you throw that thing in a box and think that it's gone. But inevitably what happens in a home, you keep throwing things in a closet it and grows. no longer see it eventually you're going to open that closet door and everything comes crashing out. <laughs> everything. Do you remember uh, speaking, uh, like if you listened last week, check last week out, but if you listened last week, we were talking about our trailer and our, our first house was a trailer and a, a water bed, but we had that bedroom that was like our junk room and it would just like grow and grow and we it, things we didn't know what to do with or like, you know, whatever we would just toss it in there and then eventually what happens like you can't get in the room and it just became like this so what do we do room. yard sale yard sale yeah <laughs> but it just grows it grows uh, and and our conflict is the same way when we don't address it it just oh, it just grows man. it just the grows first home. yeah Dude, i think we could do a whole episode on the highs and lows of our first home <laughs> we should do a tour the, could you a imagine tour. we just went back there and asked them? We should, Excuse we, me, we, we used to live tour? here. <laughs> we used to live here. Can um, we? <laughs> we want to tell the stories about the rats and the fleas and the blown open walls. Oh and the my gosh! Brother okay. getting arrested for a gun and uh, like, bro, we got so many nuts. Uh, Wait, what did you say about a gun? Yeah, remember? No, I don't. You got arrested? You're not gonna no. arrest. No, one of my younger brothers went over because the alarm went off, so they went over. Oh, with, to yeah, to find out what was going on, and then yeah, and he yeah. Anyhow, and I guess a seventeen-year-old couldn't own a gun. <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut that out. <laughs> That's how they talk about. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Tales of our first home. Tales of our first home, yeah. But conflict can be good if it's addressed, and we don't leave it so that it grows and it manifests and it turns into something else. Be honest and open. What's your medication process? Listen, for some, you know, the reality is. Alcohol is medication process for you and anger is rampant because alcohol is hmm. in a place it shouldn't be shopping pills, shopping, overeating. Um, th- there's just so many things that potentially were masking and they are unhealthy medications. I would encourage you seek truth. Um, man, biblically see what God's word says about it. Pray through it. Get people in your corner, have people walk alongside of you. We keep, we keep banging the drum, mediators, coaches, people that can come alongside of you. Get ways to medicate conflict well. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the only way you're going to see 
healthy, healthy remedies to your situation. Yeah. You would never turn down a doctor's prescription if you knew that it was going to affect your future and it would affect the health of your, like your person. So Mm. you can't turn down healthy medication for your marriage. It's important. It's important. Week four. Week four. Wow. (laughs) Listen, we love you guys. We continue to say thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for investing into Broken for Better. We pray that the little bit that we've given today invests into your marriage and equips your family to walk out a better tomorrow. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Once again, we want to say thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Our true desire is this has brought value to you, your marriage, and or your family. The fact is we can't do what we do without the support of you. By your liking, subscribing, and sharing this content, it reaches to those that are beyond our reach. Also, we would encourage you, check out our website, brokenforbetter.com. Become a monthly supporter because by you supporting us, you too are making a difference in marriages. We want to stay connected with you. So follow us on all the different social media platforms at Broken for Better. Because on those different platforms, we're going to be giving tools. We're going to have events, all the different ways that we can stay connected. And we want to be connected. One of the terms that we've adopted is if your marriage will visit a fitness center, you too can avoid a trauma center. We truly believe in marriage coaching. It doesn't matter what season of life you're in, whether your marriage is a 10 or whether your marriage is a one. We offer marriage coaching to take it to another level. Thank you for joining us.